0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tradies Success Academy. I'm your host, Greg Allen, and I'm here today with Scott Priosti. Welcome aboard, Scott. Thanks for having me, mate. Man, I am super excited to be catching up with you on the podcast today. Uh, your story with us at the Tradey Success Academy started as our first ever coaching client. It was just you and me. And um, we did have the online learning portal, and we had you know the training that went along with it. But we didn't have any coaching yet and you uh brave young man jumped on first coaching with me and uh we we took off from there
1: i still remember that phone call i was in a bunnings car park uh <laughs> i remember that phone call like um like great i'm gonna do business coaching wow this is gonna be cool I wonder what it's gonna be like
0: yeah and yeah i, I remember the, i remember the phone call as well um that was when we i rented a initially at the academy, I was working from home, obviously, and I was still, um, you know, looking for an opportunity to find a space to do some filming. So we, um, we actually hired a space at this house, which was about a kilometer from my house. And it was a three by two room, which was the back of this um, lady's house that she rented for $50 a week. And um, I went in there, it was like the brown brick, had a concrete floor and it had a cage on the window and uh everyone called it the porn den <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh and I end up going in there and we whitewashed the walls and we put floorboards down and it was this tiny little room tiny the size of a small bedroom and um I remember just that's that's how it all started man and I remember taking that phone call as well I walked around the side and I was down the side of the house talking to you so it's yeah it's crazy the memories that stick into your mind it is crazy good times. Yeah. So tell uh, tell the audience about you, man. Like it's been quite the journey. I'd love to for you to share your experience uh, growing your business down in Wollongong area, Sydney, uh, New South Wales. And um, yeah, I'd love to in this episode, you know, talk about you, your experience, and your growth because you've had lots of growth, but also some really challenging times. So if we can dig into that today and just you know help people understand that business isn't straightforward, and then you know we'll roll into your journey of becoming an academy coach and now supporting other people in the academy as well?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I would say it be a story of struggle, but um, light at the end of the tunnel, story of struggle.
1: Uh, yeah. It all started um, where I wasn't planning on going into business, but was almost forced to go into business as uh, we, we purchased the block of land and we are going to build it, um, build on it, um, but then we couldn't get financed, so we were forced to own a build. Um, and then we own a build, one thing led to another. Um, I did let my boss know at the time, and it was about 80 months' notice. Um, that's how long the build took. I'm going to need a bit of time off, maybe a week, week and a half in the middle of the year. At the time, he was like, Yeah, no worries at all. Um, but when it came to that time, he was like, Look, we can't, we are extra busy. You can't have any time off at the moment. I said, Okay, that's fine. I just need to go after hours, um, to work on my house, which you know, I've got to get everything in before a and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't like that idea. He said, I can't have the van out after hours. I said, I'm putting fuel in. I didn't have a personal car. Um I was, um, and then you put a tracker on the van. It was a really uh, poisoned kind of culture. Mm. I was just forced to quit. So I quit and I remember I got paid out. I think it was $2,500 for, for annual leave. So I bought a red VX, um Holden Commodore. Right. Uh, and it was a nice nice big boot so I could fit heaps of data cable I Had a four-foot ladder in the back seat. Yep. Um, and I started. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I, I had no work, no customers, no anything. Um, and one thing too, led to another, and I still remember invoice number one that I sent, uh, I still remember that. And we're, we're about to hit 10000 now, I think. So um, long time, but um, it has been a lot of struggles, a lot of learning, a lot of ups and downs, um, but all in all the biggest thing that I think that's brought us through um, is just always working on my mindset. Um, even in those early days, YouTube motivation, you know, using that struggle to, you know, how can I learn from it and um, push forward how to give up what's the alternative. And it wasn't until I had kids that I really had an actual fire lit in my belly. And since then is when I've been running hard. Um, but it's very hard to do the, to, just because you're working hard, if you're working hard doing the wrong things, doesn't mean it will work. And that's when I guess um, coming into contact with you, just having that actual experience of what I'm going through, you can't find it on YouTube, you can't find it on other business coaches. Um, and yeah, that was just kind of how things really started to fall into, into place um, since, since joining the academy. Yeah, it's been a few years now. I think it's 2017, maybe 2018.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think 2017 you joined. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the big difference. Hey, like you've, I personally also went through working with business coaches and finding material online and it gives you ideas, but it doesn't tell you what to do. And so you're like, oh, I've got an idea. I'll try that. And then you spend six months seeing if that works within the business. And then you realize either it does or it doesn't. Super expensive in terms of time, energy. Uh, it, you know money of like learning how to set things up, and then you either end up after a period of time with a system that works or a system that doesn't work and you've got to change directions and that was sort of my journey, like growing my business as well, just having to do it all by myself and trying to figure it all out by myself and um yeah, so so awesome being able to work with someone like yourself and and be able to say you know why don't we try this you know I've done this in the past this really worked and then for you to go and do it and boom uh it just works like clockwork which is cool
1: yeah definitely a lot of those early lessons were really good but a lot of them kind of didn't stick um for a while just because someone told you what to do it doesn't mean you understand it and then can use that lesson uh in future so you, you do have to go through it, you know, and you, you have to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and apply it. But if you've got someone who's gone down that path, you know, you can cut years off that, which is what yeah. we're trying to do, you know, cut years off the, the lesson curve.
0: Yeah, 100%. So what would you say some of the biggest challenges were for you, you know, as you grew your business?
1: Um, probably just like a lot of other trade businesses is just not having any uh, business experience so um i became a good tradesman because i had to and you know could do anything when it comes to electrical when it comes to business um what you get paid as a employee compared to the business expenses is completely different and i didn't know what to charge i was just going off um what other people's subby rates were and if it's your own job it's probably you know Twenty bucks an hour more or whatever that may be, but mm. I was never really that person to charge per hour. I was always per item, um, but my hourly rate in the item was very very low. So, yeah. you know, thinking back now, um, I've just only made my family and myself suffer by undercharging, thinking that I got to make my customers happy by discounting, mm. um, or by I'm going to impress them with cheap prices. And it's not what they want. That's just what I thought they would want. Um, and that was a big challenge, which causes tax debts, which causes um, wholesaler bills to not get paid, which causes you know, my super to never get paid. A lot of things. And that just, as you start to hire more people and you haven't fixed that problem, it really just snowballs um, and become a really, really big problem. So, you know, that was probably a very big challenge. Uh, and my second biggest challenge, which, you know, uh, I was only going through probably only a couple of years ago, was the, the mindset shift between a tradesman and a business owner. And I could not do both at the same time. And I really struggled to transition between the two. You know, I'm either going to get on the tools and do an amazing job and impress the customer, or I'm going to send quotes and bring in work. But I could not do both. Um, I had to really struggle between that mindset because it was a like a different, not a different personality, but just a different version of me. That that's something that I had to grow through and experience.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, touched on some really good points there, man. I think a lot of people now are learning about the fixed pricing or the pay per, like price per item or shopping list pricing item uh, system that we teach in the academy. They're learning about it from others. They're like, oh, that company does that, or I've worked for a company where they did that. But they didn't understand cost of operations, which is like week number two of Incubator. Uh, cost of operations makes it clear that you aren't charging enough. And a lot of people don't have the right alley rate, or they don't even know how they came up with the item price. They've sort of just gone, well, oh, that sounds about right, or that sounds like a good amount. But we have to actually work it out, you know, item by item. We have to figure out what is the actual cost in terms of materials, what is the cost in terms of labor that it's going to take for that and then we apply our markups and then we make sure that it's not done on a rate that's too fast Um, and we're covering ourselves with materials as well and that's there's a process to it and people don't learn the process they sort of just throw stuff together sort of like where you heard the sub like other people were charging certain subby rates and you sort of just wing it and hope it's all good but like you said it slaps you in the face one two years down the track when you haven't actually been paying tax you haven't been you know, putting money aside and then that the tax bills still come in and you're like, where the hell's the money for that? Like, um, and uh, I was definitely a victim of that over and over again as well. Um, so that's the per item price. And then when you're talking around the business mindset, the business owner mindset versus on the, on the tools mindset, people would have heard me. And I talk about it in, in peak formers a lot, but it's the, you know, as a tradie out there, you're really good at being a good runner. But then as a business owner, now you've got to learn how to swim. And it's the same thing. You can't swim while you're running and you can't jump in the pool and run to swim well. You know what I mean? It is like a completely different thing. And a lot of people try and do both at the same time. They try and be the business owner and go on the tools at the same time. But that's like trying to run in the pool. Have you ever tried to run along the ground in the pool? (laughs) I have dreams (laughs) about that. (laughs) i have dreams like i seriously have dreams where i'm running in a race and i'm running like i'm in the pool and i'm like why can't i run any faster i get really disappointed i wake up like a nightmare um (laughs) i'm running so slow but anyway um yeah you do have to shift and do you notice like even when you say this is the day on the tools and it's purely to be on the tools and then the next day is to be a business owner so much better than trying to hybrid it throughout the day isn't
1: it yeah definitely Um what we teach with the, um, the schedule being dynamic, having a dynamic schedule, it's, it's vital. Like you have yeah. to get through that and work your operation, work your operational expenses around that because um, that's how you're going to stop the ups and downs. I'm really busy and I'm really quiet. And your, your prices go with that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really, really quiet. I'm going to discount this, this and this. Um, you know, or this customer said that was too expensive. You can't be like that if you were, had that dynamic schedule. And swimming when it's the swimming days and running when it's the running days, um, mm-hmm. you'd avoid all that. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's a real good analogy. So
0: what have you learned about discounting and the effects on profitability? What have you learned around that?
1: Yeah, definitely. See, when, when I um, what, what a lot of people is, you know, they might be used to that in the retail world, but what I don't realize is 50% off, an already 1,000% marked up item is different to us rocking up the site um, and discounting our services. It's you, you can't compare. They're completely different. What I've noticed is um, you will go out of business. You will have to fire someone. Like it, there is no, it is just, it's a, it's a no-no. You cannot do it. You can build discounts in. Um, you have to know your billable hours. You have to know what's been allowed for. You have to have your markups whenever possible and know what these buffers are and mm-hmm. what's the benefit of discounting is the question. What are you trying to achieve by doing that is yeah. is what I think the real question was. And for me, it was probably trying to please customers. Um, when I realized that they actually just want a good, honest person who's going to do the right thing and be there when they want, they don't want $50 off or, you know, 20% off.
0: Yeah. You're so right. And I, I've, been working with a lot of people over the years hundreds actually where the 10 percent discount or the 20 percent discount was a thing and the 20 if you think about it most trades people make somewhere between on average I think statistically somewhere between 10 and 15 percent net profit that's about it it's not massive net profits you can achieve more but most people is around that 10 percent now if we think about that, when you give a, tw- like to say you make a 20% net profit, right? If you give a 10% discount, you've just discounted 50% of what you actually make because the business is run on costs. So what you've just given away half of what you were going to make with a little innocent 10% off. Then we go to the 20% discount and say you're only making 10% net profit. Now, all of a sudden you have flipped over from making 10% on that job and it might be a $10,000 job, right? And you're like, oh, but it's 10,000 bucks, that's great. I'm making $10,000, I'm getting $10,000 in my bank. How good is that? But if you were 10, you had a 10% margin on that and you discounted 20, because oh, 10, 10 grand seems like a lot of money, I wanna do the right thing by the customer, I'll just give them 20% off. You've just gone and given them, not only have you just deleted all of your profit, but you're paying them 10% of the job to do the job. That's what's happening there. And it's, yeah. it's mind blowing it, when we start thinking like that. It's hard for people to actually see
1: that, but mm. it's, it's so true and you have to be aware of that and you can't get faked out by numbers in your bank. You can't even look at that and have no emotional attachment to it because it all seems well and good until all the bills come in. So you're right. You have to know what your margins are, stick to the margins. And yeah. um, not get emotional when it comes to the money because it's not yours. Mm, that's right. It's your companies and it's your employees and it's your wholesalers and it's the governments. It's not yours.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The bank account, the bank account illusion. It's a, yeah. it's a nasty thing. All right, man. So I'd love to change shift gears and uh, have a chat around your uh, coming into the mentorship program at the academy and now becoming a coach. Um, You are such a passionate teacher, love watching you teach. Um, Can we share your experience, you know, coming through the mentorship program and now sort of what your, your master skills are for all of the peak performers listening right now, you can book Scott anytime you need him uh, on the on-demand coaching, just, um, just share with them some of the things that you've like, feel you're really going to help them break through in terms of the mindset or some of the systems and processes that you teach as a coach.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Coaching was a bit of a natural progression that I've wanted to do for so long and really do get a kick out of helping people um, just, you know, see that different perspective. What I'd say I enjoy the most and probably specialize in is just what I've had to go through the hardest and learn the lesson over and over and over again. Um, A lot of that would be lead gen. A lot of that would be um, marketing, would be advertising. A lot of it would also be around automation. Um, which is things that happen automatically. Um, is where i would find a lot of that would be. Um, I'd also do a bit with Servicemate and help people who are on that job management system just to use it better. Um, only because I'm onto, I'm on contacting support on a weekly basis, finding out what the limitations are, what I can do, what I can't do, because you know don't want to be stagnant. you know what is there a way? How can we do more with less? How can we get more done in less time with less effort? Um, is what we're always trying to think of. And it's been very fulfilling helping a lot of people who I see as myself not too long ago. Uh, and I remember being in that shoes. And it's very scary and daunting when you've got people's wages to pay and you've got no work. It's very scary and daunting when your wholesalers put you on hold because you haven't got the money to pay for it. Um, and to kind of paint out a picture of, what needs to be done and then set um tasks and then you know let's catch up again next week you know and then by that you will have this this and this done hold them accountable is exactly what i needed back then um and everything in business is just momentum you just need to get that momentum started and then from there it's just about making sure you're keeping it so it's been really fulfilling and i really enjoy it
0: yeah man you're definitely pushing the limits on the service mate front and um you know, love to be able to support people that are using different job management systems. And, um, you know, there's so many cool things that people are picking up from you that I'm hearing about. So keep up that good job. So with the um, lead gen, though we were just talking about it the other day in terms of the mindset around lead gen, I'd love to just just briefly touch on what you feel is the most important thing when it comes to lead generation and understanding how to make the most of the leads that you get. Well, to kind of um, sidetrack a little bit,
1: why am I considering myself so good to be Legion? It's because I was so bad at it. I don't know if you remember Greg, but we did a podcast together. What to do when you got no work? And that was me. I, I had, you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the podcast yeah. was on me. What to do when you've got no work? I had no work. And the issue yeah. I was stuck on the tradesman a mentality. I was walking around a house that was getting built at that time. Um, yeah, we got work today, but I've got no work tomorrow, but I have to finish this job. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that was the wrong mentality when I've got staff. So um with with Legion, it's, you know, you really do have to have that farmer's mindset of planting seeds. There are certain things you can do that'll get a job right now, but there are other things that you can do that are going to take a couple of months, even up to a year to get that. And it's just about having um all of them going for you when you can use automation. Um, to have that going which is great um, there are advertising ways where you're going to pay money and then there are free ways where um, rather than using your money you're using your time it's just about um, being clear on what your target market is so you can then start saying no to people who don't fit that yeah so you go way. really hard on um, trying to acquire that and it's um, it's easier than what it sounds. Everything in your mind is always harder than in reality. But it's just about take a step, and how you're always going to be on that front foot, um, even when you don't need work. you still acquiring new customers when you don't need work, um, mm-hmm. because it's very easy just to throttle off. I'm not gonna send any quotes because I'm behind on my invoice. Like you really gotta systemize that, otherwise. Um, This too shall pass and you'll have no work eventually.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's such a vicious cycle. I call it the cycle of death. Um, You'll stay there until you die. (laughs) It's like (laughs) we have to break free of that. And the only way out is to do what you said. Like you just have, you have to have an awareness that when we're on the tools, we're not growing. We're doing the work, right? We can be profitable, but we're not growing. And a lot of people don't want to hand over that responsibility, even as they scale up. Like for some reason i know we probably go through as a sole trader a a a number of cycles where it's affected our confidence and now i've got a bit of trauma sitting there and so by the time we're up to like two or three tradies we might be still going out in the tools not giving it fully up and the trauma is causing us to continue to go back on the tools and get stuck on the tools again and while we're on the tools we're not doing the stuff that's helping us grow and we're we're pulling a foot off the throttle like you said it yeah there's a
1: lot of things that come into that play like i remember the first few tradesmen i hired and my customers that i've had for so long like they're requesting not to get them they only want me and there's a lot of emotional packs with that or you think why did you do it that way you know you know in little things like that oh, i'll just do it myself wait yeah. that's just a temporary solution you just kicking the can down the road what are your goals do you want to grow or do you want to just you know and it all comes down to your goals not everyone has to hire know 10 staff and you know do whatever they need to but where's your comfort level where's your ideal Mm. um, lifestyle going to be and knowing that things aren't getting cheaper they're only getting more expensive so your salary today won't be enough in 10 years time you know if if history repeats itself which it is
0: (laughs) yeah 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 the the one thing i think not many people consider is right now you might be fit for work you, right now, you might be like, I can handle this. I can do it all myself. I can do all this. It's easy. But there's going to come a day where your back's going to start to ache. Your knees are hurting. You don't have the energy you used to have. It's going to be harder for you to go out in the tools. It's going to be harder for you to lift that, you know, material or to, you know, jump up and squeeze through a roof space or whatever your uh, trade is. And it's going to get harder and harder as you get older. And there's also the risk of in- injury. You know, if you're trying to support your family, a lot of people don't consider what if I fall off and hurt myself, I fall off a ladder, if I fall off, you know, a scissor lift or whatever it is, or if I accidentally crush my arm and I can't use my arm anymore. And that can happen so easily, you know, and we do our best to have safe workplace methods and, and ways that we do work. And we try and we hope that that's never going to happen to us or anyone we work with, but the reality is it can happen. And we need to start to protect ourselves from that. And there's no better way to protect yourself than to build a team. And um, that's why I'm so passionate about helping people build a team to support the mission of the business. And it doesn't have to be a self, uh, self-interest mission. It can be a, a community interest. It can be why you serve your customers at a certain level. Um, and once people buy into that, everyone's got to, you know skin in the game. And they all want to be a part of this business that helps, you know, deliver this certain service or you know product to the uh, to the market, and um, and that protects you as well as all of your team. So if you think of one of your team might hurt themselves, then the company and the business right raise up. They raise up and they help uh, fill in the gaps. Um, but when we're doing it all by ourselves, there is a huge risk that a lot of people aren't thinking about.
1: It's very true you have to hedge yourself against the risks i remember two very vivid ones where i wasn't i was too scared to hire very early in business like a bit scared hiring first apprentice um but luckily, i did because when i broke my hand and couldn't work he i was at least able to go to site and get stuff done Or another time where i was about to get a second van i was very very scared lucky i did because the first van got written off and we wouldn't mm. have had a van so you do have to hedge yourself against risks. And what if this happens? You do need to protect yourself. And a lot of times you can't have, if you've got one tradesman and he's off sick, you've got no one mm. doing anything. You know what I mean? But if you've got 10 tradesmen, one's off sick,
0: you won't feel it. So yeah. it, there's a lot of things that come into play with that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, love it. Hey, man, um, really enjoyed having you on the show. It's been awesome to hear your story and how you're helping people out. Guys that are peak performers in the academy, you can book Scott any day Uh, as you know in the coaches corners we've got 12 plus business coaches in there that you can book anytime you need them Uh, if you're an incubator and you're coming towards peak performers looking forward to having you in there and mastermind jump into the incubator like we're here to support you hey what was your experience in incubator just for everyone else um just to let them know you know what you took away Mm -hmm. from that well, I don't know if you remember, but
1: I probably experienced incubator without being an incubator. I think
0: I'm the only one in peaks that haven't gone
1: through incubator, but I've gone through all the lessons. You did everything um, <laughs> for then years then before incubator before, was born. Yeah. Then then I, before then, it was incubated. But, but I have um, spoken to a lot of people who have done it and I know each of the weeks and so forth. Um, and it's, it's really a, like it's a boot camp for your business. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very easy to just get stuck in a rut and just do enough to keep busy and just keeping up with the calls, just keeping up with the demands of the customers. But it's really going to highlight uh, what areas need fixing and then um, you know give you a way of doing it. So it, it's essential, I would say,
0: yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, anyone that's interested in just experiencing the Trading Success Academy, jump into the show notes, there's a link there. There's a 30 day podcast exclusive offer there. Click that link and you can jump over and get 30 days absolutely free. There's video training on there, there's the community and there's live training every Thursday night, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And you know you can start to experience what this is all about and hopefully see you in Incubator soon. All right, Scotty, thanks so much for your time, dude. And looking forward to seeing you change the lives. I'm super proud of what you've done and I'm really excited to see what you do in the future, man. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Cheers. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.